0: Welcome to Roll Doll Series of Reading to Kids podcast. We are reading Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and don't forget if you're just picking one of these episodes, we're still doing our Spooky Season. We're just doing Spooky Seasons in between our books because we got some messages that it was a little too spooky for some kids. So but you did. Mm-hmm. So we just want to make sure that we don't spook too many kids out, and we want everybody to be able to enjoy this and not have nightmares. Okay, here we go. Chapter 24, Veruca in the Nut Room. Mr. Wonka rushed down the corridor, the nut room, it says on the next door, on the next door they came. All right, said Mr. Wonka. Stop here for a moment and catch your breath. Take a peek through the glass panel of this door, but don't go in. Wherever, whatever you do, don't go in. The net, don't go in the net room. If you do, you'll disturb the squirrels. Everyone crowded around the door. Oh, look, Grandpa, look, cried Charlie. Squirrels, shouted Veruca. Crikey, shouted, said Mike TV. It was an amazing sight. A hundred squirrels were seated upon high stools around a large table. <sighs> On the table, there were mounds and mounds of walnuts, and the squirrels were working like mad, shelling the walnuts at a tremendous speed. These squirrels are specially trained for getting those nuts out of walnuts, Wonka explained. Why use squirrels? Mike TB asked. Why not Oompa Loompas? Because, said Mr. Wonka, Oompa Loompas can't get walnuts out of walnut shells in one piece. "'They was break them in two, "'and nobody except squirrels can get a walnut out "'whole of a walnut shell every time. "'It is extremely diff- difficult, "'but in my factory I insist upon whole walnuts. "'Therefore, I have a squirrel do the job. "'Aren't they wonderful? "'They get those nuts out "'and see how how they first tap each nut with their knuckles "'to make sure it's not a bad one. "'And if it is, they it makes a hollow sound.' and they don't bother to open it. They just throw it down the rubbish chute. Look, there, watch that squirrel nearest us. I think he's got a bad one now. They watched that little squirrel tap on the side, listening intently. Then, suddenly, he threw the nut over his shoulder into a large hole in the floor. Hey, mummy, said Vriuka Salt suddenly. I've decided that I want a squirrel. Give me one of those squirrels. No, a squirrel... Yep. Don't be silly, sweetheart, said Mrs. Salt. These all belong to Mr. Wonka. I don't care about that, said Veruca. I want one. I've got, I've got, all I've got at home is two dogs and four cats and six bunnies and two parakeets and three canaries and a green parrot and a turtle and a a bowl of goldfish and a cage with white mice and silly hamster. I want a squirrel. All right, my pet, Mrs. Salt said soothingly. "'Mummy will get you a squirrel just as soon as she possibly can. "'But I don't want any squirrel,' Veruca shouted. "'I want a trained squirrel.' "'At this point, Veruca's father stepped forward. "'Very well, Wonka,' he said, importantly, "'taking out a wallet full of money. "'How much do you want for one of these squirrels? "'Name your price.' "'They're not for sale,' said Wonka. "'She can't have one.' "'Who says I can't?' shouted Veruca. "'I'm going to get myself one this very minute.' "'Don't,' said Mr. Wonka quickly, but he was too late.' The girl had already thrown open the door and rushed in. The moment she entered the room, 100 squirrels stopped what they were doing and they turned her heads to stare at her with black beady eyes. All, salt all stopped also, staring back at them. Then her gaze fell on a pretty little squirrel sitting nearest to the end of the table. That squirrel was holding a walnut in its paws. All right, Veruca said, I'll have you. She reached out with her hands and she grabbed the squirrel, but as she did so, in that first split second when her hands started to go forward, there was a sudden flash of movement in the room, like a flash of brown lightning, and every single squirrel on the table took a flying leap towards her and landed on her body. Twenty-five of them caught hold of her right arm and pinned it down. Then twenty-five got a hold of her left arm and pinned that down. Twenty-five got a hold of her right leg and pinned that, adorned that to the ground, Oh, anchored that to the ground and 24 caught a hold of her left leg and the remaining squirrels, obviously the leader of them all, climbed on her shoulder and started tap, tap, tapping on that wretched girl's head with its knuckles. Save her, screamed Mrs. Salt. Veruca, come back. What are they doing to her? They're testing her to see if she's a bad net, said Mr. Wonka. You watch. Veruca struggled furiously, but the squirrels held her tight and she couldn't move. The squirrel on her shoulder went tap, tap, along the side of her head with his knuckles. Then, all at once, the squirrels pulled Veruca to the ground and started carrying her across to the floor. My goodness, she is a bad nut after all, said Mr. Wonka. Her head must have sounded quite hollow. Veruca kicked and screamed, but it was no use. The tiny, strong paws held her tightly so that she couldn't escape. Where are they taking her, shrieked Mrs. Salt. Mr. Wonka Mr., uh, said, "Uh, she's going down... She's going where all the other bad nuts go, said Mr. Willy Wonka, down the rubbish chute. By golly, she is going down the chute, said Mr. Salt, staring through the glass door at his daughter. Then save her, cried Mrs. Salt. Too late, said Mr. Wonka, she's gone. And indeed she had. But where, cried shrieked Mrs. Salt, flapping her arms. What happens to the bad nuts? Where does the chute go? That particular chute, Mr. Wonka told her, runs directly into the big main rubbish pipe, which carries all rubbish from every part of the factory onto all the floor sweepings, potato peelings, rotten cabbages, and fish heads, and stuff like that. Who eats fish head and cabbage and potatoes in this factory I'd like to know, said Miss TV. I do, of course, answered Mr. Wonka. You don't think I live on cacao beans, do you? But, but, but... "'shrieked Mrs. Salt. "'Where does the big great pipe go to in the end? "'Why, the furnace, of course,' Mr. Wonka said calmly "'to the incinerator. "'Mrs. Salt opened her huge red mouth and started screaming. "'Don't worry,' said Mr. Wonka. "'There's always a chance that they've decided to "'not to light it today.' "'A chance?' yelled Mrs. Salt. "'My darling Veruca. "'She'll, she'll be seized like a sausage.' Sizzle. How do you know that? I've heard this story. Sizzled. Payton just corrected me. She knows this book. And I got my mirror. Yep. She'll be sizzled like a sausage. Quite right, my dear, said Mr. Salt. Now we see here, Wonka, he added. I think that you've gone and taken this a, far t- a shade too far this time. I do indeed. My daughter may be a little, may be a bit of a frump. I don't mind admitting it, but that doesn't mean that you can roast her to a crisp. I'll have you know that I'm extremely cross about this. I really am. Cross means really bad. Yep. Oh, don't be cross, my dear sir, said Mr. Wonka. I expect she'll turn up again sooner or later. She may not even have gone there down gone down there at all. She may be stuck in one of the chutes or just below the entrance hall, if that's the case. All you have to do is go down and pull her up again. Hearing this, both Mr. and Mrs. Salt dashed into the nut room and ran over to the hole in the floor and peered in. Veruca? Shouted Mr. Salt, Are you down there? There was no answer, but Mrs. Salt bent further and further towards to get a closer look, and she was now kneeling right on the edge of that hole with her whole head down and her enormous behind sticking up in the air like a giant mushroom. But. Yep. It was a dangerous position to be in. She needed one little tiny push, one gentle little nudge in the right place, and that is exactly what the squirrels gave her. Over. Over she toppled into the hole, head first, screeching like a parrot. Good gracious me, said Mr. Salt as he watched his fat wife go tumbling down the hole. What a lot of rubbish there is going to be today. He saw her disappearing into the darkness. What's it like down there? "Um, What's it like down there, Agina?" He called out. He leaned further in forward. The squirrels rushed up behind him. Help! He shouted, but it was already toppling forward, and down the chute he went, just as his wife had done before him and his daughter. Oh dear! cried Charlie, who was watching with the other, with the others through the door. What on earth is going to happen to them now? I expect someone will catch them at the bottom of the chute," said Mr. Wonka. But what about the great fiery incinerator? asked Charlie. And eh, the the only light. They only light it every other day, said Mr. Wonka. Perhaps this is one of the days where they let it go out. You never know. They might be lucky. Shh, said Grandpa Joe. Listen, here comes another song. From far away, down the corridor, it's... Yep. The time... The uh, the corridor came the beating of drums and the singing began. I'm not singing it. We're just going to say it. Okay. Veruca Salt sang the Oompa Loompas. Veruca Salt. No, it's not as long as the last one. The little brute has just gone down the rubbish chute. And as we very roughly thought, that in, that in a case is just we, just like this we ought. To see the thing completely through, we've polished off her parents too. Down goes Veruca, down the drain. And here, perhaps, we should explain that she will meet as she descends a rather different set of friends. And those that she has left behind will... "'These won't nearly be so refined. "'A fish head, for example, cut this morning from a halibut. "'Hello, good morning. How do you do? Nice to meet you. How are you?' "'And then a little further down, a mass of others gather round. "'A bacon rind, some rancid lard, a loaf of bread gone stale and hard, "'steak that nobody could chew, an oyster from an oyster skew stew.' some liverwurst an old gray smelled like from a mile away one smelled it from a mile away a rotten nut a reeky pear a thing the cat left on the stair and lots of other things as well, each with a rather horrid smell. These are Veruca's new found friends that she will meet as she descends, and this is the price that she has to pay for going so very far astray. But now, my dears, we think you might be wondering Is it really right that every single bit of blame and all the scolding, all the shame should fall upon Veruca Salt if she is the one who's at fault? For she is spoiled, and dreadfully so. A girl can't spoil herself, you know. Who spoiled her then? Ah, who indeed? Who pandered her to her every need? Who turned her into such a brat? Who are the culprits? Who did that? Alas, you'll you'll needn't look so far to find who these sinners are. They are, and this is very sad, her loving parents, Mum and dad. And that's why we're glad they fell into the rubbish chute as well. Well, I'll tell you what. Everybody at Willy Wonka Factory does not care if they hurt your feelings. And they just say what they feel. Huh? Yep. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Oh my. That's, it. That's it. I feel like the Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory is like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yes. For sure. All right. Let's do it.